Welcome to Rejoicing Heart Ministries. We hope everyone is having a great day. This is Robin Donna Litwin here to encourage you with the Word of God. Today we have a teaching about knowing that God is good only all the time. Our reading is from the letter of James, chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Today's teaching is called Do Not Err. These verses were written by James, who was the brother of Jesus. James was telling everyone to not err, or another way of saying this is do not be deceived. The word err in this verse, in Greek, is planao, and is mainly tied to deceit or deception. It also means do not be led, seduced, wander, or go astray from this truth. This definition makes it very clear that James was making a strong point about what he was about to write in his next sentence or verse. The next verse gives a precise description of God's character towards us, which is always only good. When James wrote, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, James continued in the same verse saying that there is no variableness or shadow of change in our Father of lights. The point James was conveying here is that you should not be led into lies of the devil that make you believe that everything comes from God, whether it is good or bad. Many people think God does negative things to them to teach them a lesson, but that is the exact lie James called out here. In the previous verses to our reading in this letter, James is talking about temptation, basically telling you that God does not tempt people with evil, and that temptation comes when you are drawn away to your own lusts. James chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 say, Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. To completely understand these verses, you need to know the definition of temptation, which is the desire to do something especially wrong or unwise. These verses tell you without a doubt that God cannot be tempted with anything evil and he will not tempt any man. This means that God will not put evil or negative temptation in front of you to test you or teach you a lesson. If you trust God and allow him to lead you in life, he will deliver you from temptation. Paul spoke of this deliverance in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 13, which says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Paul explained right here that these temptations are common to man. God cannot be tempted with men's evil desires. Paul continues in this verse, saying that God makes a way for you to escape temptation when it is too much for you to bear. But you must understand that these temptations are through your own personal desires, which you bring upon yourself. Remember that these temptations can consume you like a drug addict is tempted through addiction. It does not have to be a drug for you to be addicted to something. It can be anything you make most important in your life. These are the temptations that God needs to deliver you from. But you have to realize you have a problem before he can help you out with it. When you realize it, you can reach out to God for help, and he will be right there to help you. That is why it says, he makes a way for you to escape. God does not cause the addiction, but he wants you to be free from it. But again, you must realize, it is your choice to get out of it. 
When you're a born-again believer in Jesus, Jesus lives on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Jesus living inside you does two things that make it very clear that God does not cause you evil things. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. This verse tells you that Jesus was tempted in all points, just like we are, and he overcame every temptation he faced. With Jesus living on the inside of you, you overcome too, through his power inside of you through the Holy Spirit. The second thing that makes it clear that God does not cause evil is simply because he would be doing it against himself to anyone that has received the Holy Spirit. Just think about how ridiculous that would be. Too many people have this misconception that God is sovereign, causing everything that happens, but that is another lie the devil wants you to believe. God gives you free choice to do whatever you want to do, including chase after your own lustful temptations, just like he did with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had everything and needed nothing, but God gave them freedom to do what they wanted to do. Through their own lustful temptations and a simple lie of the devil, they made the worst choice in history. God did not force this choice on them. God gave them instruction on how to avoid their problems, just like he does for you today through his word, the Holy Bible. Adam and Eve had everything, even freedom to make their own choices, and you have that same freedom today to make your own decisions with a book to help you make those decisions. Remember, when you have issues in your life, do not blame God for those issues because you are free to make your own decisions. Most of your problems are self-inflicted, but it does not have to be that way. If you seek Him and include Him in your decision-making process, you will have fewer problems in your life. Jesus explained clearly how this works in John chapter 10, verse 10, which says, The thief comes, not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus said the devil steals, kills, and destroys, meaning that all evil comes from the devil. It is a simple statement that would be difficult to misinterpret, but many people do misinterpret it anyway because of poor teaching and doctrine. Jesus continued in this verse to amplify this truth by saying that he, Jesus, came to give you life more abundantly. Pretty simple again. Jesus gives you life, the devil causes you evil and problems. Now consider this. When you believe God is causing you to have problems to test you, teach you a lesson, or for some other senseless reason, you are embracing the problem, which gives the problem more power over you, allowing the devil to succeed and making you needlessly suffer even more. There are many ways that people suffer needlessly through believing the lies and by not knowing the truth. Jesus called out the devil's lies in John chapter 8, verse 44, where he said, For he is a liar and the father of it. Jesus called the devil the father of all lies. These lies come in many forms and through many avenues, but the biggest one is when the devil causes people to believe that God causes the problems in their lives. Consider some of the problems people blame God for in their life. The most common problems that people accuse God of causing them to teach them a lesson is through sickness and poverty. If you understand the Word of God and apply what the Word says about sickness and poverty, you can never blame God for sickness and poverty. First, God sent Jesus for your complete salvation, which includes forgiveness of sins, perfect health, and prosperity. Psalms chapter 103 verse 3 says, 
who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases. This verse from Psalms says that God forgives all iniquities, referring to your sins, with no exceptions. This verse goes on to say that God heals all diseases, with no exceptions. If God heals all diseases, there is no excuse for people speaking about how God puts a sickness on someone to test them, to teach them a lesson, or the classic, because their time was up and maybe God wanted them in heaven. These are all lies, but the saddest thing we ever hear people say is when someone who is not a confirmed, born-again believer in Jesus dies from a long battle with any type of sickness, and the family and friends of that person say things like, well, at least they are happy now, or at peace. That is absolutely not true, because if that person is not a believer in Jesus, that person is suffering in hell. Mark chapter 16 verse 16 says, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. This verse is a quote from Jesus, telling you that if you do not believe, you will be damned, which means you will go into eternal suffering. Many people speak of eternal suffering as separation from God, but I can tell you it will be much worse than just separation from God. Jesus said it like this in Mark chapter 9 verse 46, where their worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Right here, Jesus tells you that in hell there are people that suffer in eternal flames that are never quenched, and worms which eat the bodies of dead people will be eating these people continuously throughout eternity. It is very important to understand that going to hell is your personal choice, that God empowers you to make all on your own by not believing in Jesus and the Word of God. Here again, you will have no excuse if you end up there, but know that this is not God's intention for anyone. The Apostle Peter wrote in his second letter, chapter 3, verse 9, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants good for everyone always, with no exceptions, or he would never have sent Jesus to set us free from these things. Money is another huge problem for many people to say God is doing something to test them or to teach them a lesson. Some churches have beliefs that you should live in poverty, and in some cases they require an oath of poverty. This is another lie of the devil. Psalms chapter 35 verse 27 says that God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. As a church leader or anyone that serves the Lord, you should be prosperous because God has pleasure in your prosperity. God will never cause you financial issues to teach you or test you. Jesus was sent here for your complete salvation, which includes prosperity. For example, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 9 says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be rich. This verse tells you that Jesus left all the riches of heaven to come here, be a man in the flesh, die a brutal death on the cross, and rise again, giving you all heavenly spiritual blessings through him. This verse continues on to tell you that through Jesus coming here and becoming poor, you are empowered to become rich. Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says that God gives you the power to get wealth. Here is one more verse to confirm that God wants you to prosper right here, right now. John's third letter, verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Now remember 
that God is good only with no exceptions. God will not test you or teach you with evil things, causing you any type of suffering, ever. Take our reading verses, put them into your heart, to stop the lies and madness all around about God doing something evil for a purpose. Here are the reading verses again. James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 say, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Do not err. God is good only. Amen. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you only do good things to and for us. Help everyone to receive a clear understanding of your true, good-only nature, empowering them to see these good things in every area of their life. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Rejoicing Heart today. If this teaching has blessed you, please consider becoming a monthly partner to help us increase the ways we are proclaiming the Word of God. This is easy to do. Just visit our website at rejoicingheart.net. We thank you for your support. We leave you with more encouragement from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice.